0: Previously, on Roll Gay Roleplay. The longer you are not using magic, the more you will become human. But when you use magic, the cookie will try and take over.
1: I can't really defend myself and my friends and my family without my magic.
0: Well, you can also have curse removed. Um, You do this by probably being very nice to the person that cast it. Or, I'm not telling you to do this, but you could also kill them.
2: (laughs) I just wanted to bring you this dagger that I got from Miss Vereda Pastelli. That beach.
0: Let me see. This is interesting. I do not recognize exact dagger. I haven't seen this before.
2: I am a man of science myself. So I take the knife and I slit my arm. Oh my god! What is oh, wow. this? Are you serious? Yeah.
0: When you slice your arm, there is an immediate burning feeling.
2: Um, so I'm on the floor screaming, but I'm also saying like, uh, uh, get, get me notes. Make sure we write all this down.
3: Oh, my fair lady, what in the world is going on? Why would you do this?
2: This is for science.
0: You have successfully made it to dairy
1: world. Roll for no. lactose intolerance.
2: Oh my God. I hate you.
0: Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and I just bought paint for my teeth. Oh.
4: What? Hi, my name is Katie. I play uh, Cherry Chapeau and, like, veneers or like those car paint touch-up pens, and Mm. you're just going to put them on your teeth.
0: (laughs) You know nail polish? It's like teeth polish.
4: Oh, there you go. They have breathable nail polish now. I'm sure it's great for your enamel.
1: (laughs) We'll we'll find out. I'll tell you. Great. My name's Brandon, and I d- just don't eat paint, kids. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, I play Tisha. Humphrey. Sorry.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. My name's Tisha, and I play Edith. And I just brush my teeth with little tablets. I don't have fancy tooth paint, but I do have fancy tablets.
0: Well, when you have followers, I'm sorry.
4: Oh, there it is. Portal. <laughs>
0: Look, yeah. Yep. they okay. To be fair, they were all making fun of me before this on how I was humble bragging, which I was not trying to do. So I figured I might as well just give a real one.
2: Hello, I am Michaela Maroney, and I am unimpressed with your following, Christopher.
1: I mean, I don't get the hype either. Yeah, you seen the suit? He just guesses flags all day.
2: Mary Chrysler.
0: <laughs> okay. Aww. Well, we have a question. Podcast wise.
2: So, imagine you've been with this person for quite some time and wow. it's time to really show them what you're made of. So, you're planning the date and it's going to be around forward. What restaurant would you take them out to that's like your go to fancy nice place? Or what meal would you cook them to show them your prowess in the kitchen?
4: So, I'd either take them to like one of the fancier vegan restaurants in town. There's more that's like a sit-down fancy Italian restaurant, or just more of a like healthy yoga bar place. If that makes any sense, two different vibes, but like two different types of food depending on what they like. Or my roommate is a really good cook, and I don't cook anymore, so I would just make my roommate cook them food, and then I'm like, oh, I made it, but I put like a piece of celery on it or something. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Uh, and it would be celery. <laughs> I can't. I'm so upset. It's like, oh.
4: Kaylee just help me a little bit you know what I mean <laughs> just a little with the prep work <laughs> all the carrots are cut up unevenly you know what I mean <laughs> Must I show
2: you everything David
4: yeah exactly <laughs> my real skill would be cleaning up the kitchen afterwards because that's the deal my roommate cooks I clean the kitchen actually no that
2: is I I love a thoughtful queen so like yeah if someone clean like if I see the person cooking for me and they clean up afterwards like I'm like yeah you're in my pants
1: yeah it's a good deal yeah. Yeah.
4: so I helped and then I clean up the kitchen
2: for me, it's pretty simple. I always make, like, I start off with a shrimp bruschetta. And so it's a shrimp, like grilled shrimp. And then it's um in a bed of, like, a marinara that I make myself with goat oh. cheese. <laughs> and then it's, like, oven-baked and it tastes delicious. And then I follow that up with just ribeye steak, like... You can't go wrong with steak unless you don't know how, unless you don't like don't know your temperatures or unless you get like a bad steak. But yeah, I always make like a steak and then garlic, rosemary, mashed potatoes. That
0: sounds delicious.
2: And then I never make dessert because I don't like dessert myself. And it's always about me somehow.
4: Fantastic.
0: That's Mm -hmm. impressive. So I
2: mean, mine's pretty simple.
0: That's impressive. When I thought of this, I thought of the first time I was like, you know, really into Mark and like it was going to be like, All right, we're going to be like boyfriends now. We're going to move forward with this. I invited him over to my place, and I would make him dinner. And he said yes. And I was like, this is great. This is awesome. And it wasn't until after I invited him that I realized I had no idea how to cook.
2: Oh, no. What?
0: So, yeah, yeah, totally plain. Like, I've definitely served raw chicken before. I was not. Oh, my God. I was unskilled in the kitchen, invited him over for dinner. So what I served him was what I called blackened chicken.
3: Rip. No. Oh, no. And a
0: wine pairing of just drink it enough to make the dry ass burnt chicken taste good, please.
2: No. That's like also very endearing. (laughs) And they still stuck around.
0: Oh, man, he ate it. He said it was good. He was such a doll about it. And I knew I knew it wasn't. But, like, I also didn't know any better because my mom also only burnt things. So that's, like, the taste of my childhood is just kind of <laughs> char.
4: So you share pinworms now. Yeah. So romantic. <laughs> yeah. He did. Well, I
0: mean, he brought an overnight bag already. So I was like, that takes the weight off of me that... You're probably going to stay anyway. Yeah. If
4: he gets the shits tonight.
2: I can't. Okay. I will not go to lie, though. I think it's very adorable, though, that, like, he was being such a sport about it. I also find it really adorable that, like, you were like, oh, shit, I can't cook, but let me try anyway. Like, I stand a bitch <laughs> who tries. So, like, I'm into it. Because I will try I will it. put a smile on my face and, and, like, you know, break my teeth trying to eat this burnt-ass chicken. Look, we <laughs> opened
0: three bottles of wine that night.
2: Look, you got to do what you got to do.
0: I was like, maybe a rosé will help get it down. Try this chardonnay <laughs> That's kind of how that night went You're yeah. amazing sweetie I have not made a worse meal since You know what I mean? He had the base level right there And everything's gone up Yeah because
1: he won't let you Near our kitchen anymore <laughs> <laughs> Oh
2: are you cooking? Oh honey I got it I, I, oh my God, <laughs> Could I, you just
4: move Not touch that please? Thank you How many meat thermometers Does your husband have? <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
0: I'm at least a good cook now. This was 12 years ago. It's better now. Better now. But yeah, that's what I did.
3: Uh, He's such a trooper.
0: He really is.
3: If I'm, I guess it depends on if that person is a picky eater or if I'm just able to surprise them with whatever, because I would probably make like a uh, chilies and nogada with some nice crema on top of it. And some Mexican street corn with some spicy avocado sauce and, like, homemade chips and salsa and guacamole for an appetizer.
2: I love that.
3: Or <sighs> if they were kind of a picky eater, maybe they didn't like spicy food, I would probably take them to Armature Works, which is on the Tampa Riverwalk. Mm-hmm. Because we can. There's there's a lot of different restaurants in there and there's cute little shops.
4: Oh, it's just an afternoon,
3: and yeah, and it's the Riverwalk, so you can take a pirate taxi, or just ride bikes down the Riverwalk. It's beautiful scenery, and you can you can eat your food looking over the the bay.
0: That's cute.
1: I love that. Yeah, nothing more romantic than a pirate taxi.
3: Pirate taxi is cool.
1: Uh, mine is okay. I went to a fancy restaurant with a boyfriend on Saturday and
4: oh how topical yes
1: well he was going to like a thing and he got the date wrong and he was like dressed up to go to a place and he had nowhere to go so all dressed up nowhere to go and he called me and he was like hey i'm like wearing a suit i don't have anything to do and i was like this is gonna be fun so i got dressed up fancy and we went out to like a nice restaurant (laughs) we called ahead to be like hey are you guys like seating people is this do we need reservations or can we just like walk in and it was like oh no we totally take walk-ins So we're like, okay, great. Got all dolled up, ran out to this place. We walked in and and asked for a table for two, and the lady said, "Okay, great, that's wonderful. It looks like our wait currently is about two and a half hours." Woof. And uh, right.
4: Thanks, babe.
1: So this lady, like, we just called. (laughs) We were told you take walk-ins. She was like, "Yeah, we do, but the wait for a walk-in is gonna be about two and a half hours."
0: That's not what that fucking means. Oh, that's not taking walk-ins then. Well, that's wow. not even
1: like, that's, people aren't wait at two, at a certain time, you're no longer waiting for a table. It's <laughs> <Right>. a reservation. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. insane to me. And then she was like, well, we do have immediate seating if you want a table outside. Meanwhile, it's fucking like record lows in Florida of, not record lows, but like the mid-40s. I'd rather And go. there's no heaters outside <laughs> and it's windy. Much. And we're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to sit outside. We're going to freeze our asses off. We're going to have a nice dinner. That'll be great. Everyone's having fun.
4: (laughs) Brandon. And are you dressed a little sexy? Uh,
1: No, I was in like a nice three-piece deep maroon suit. It was very nice. Oh, your favorite suit, right?
4: Okay, so actually those extra layers were working for you. Oh, God bless.
1: Yes, it was super helpful. (laughs) Still cold.
2: Right, oh, yeah. still freezing, For- but like you know, is too much. Yeah, it could have
1: been worse. That's <laughs> at least I attracted either. more attention with my teeth chattering, so more people looked at me. It was great.
4: <laughs> that, that fancy people. <laughs>
2: I
1: don't know if that answers the question.
2: Wait, like, but so, what do you? Okay, So I was gonna say, but like, <laughs> is that the place where you would choose to take someone?
1: No, no, the can. Arctic. Yeah. <laughs> My go-to is similar to Tish's. There's a place called Park Ave down here that's like, it's a long line of high-end retail. Mm -hmm. And it's right across the street from like a long park that also hosts events and stuff outside. Lots of fountains, lots of rose gardens. Very cute. So you walk around, you window shop. There's like a little tea and spice shop there as you go smell stuff. There's an olive oil shop so you can go like do taste testies and then go get a restaurant, reservation. Cute spot.
2: Oh, I love that. Yeah. See, look, y'all, we, we did our question under 30 minutes.
0: This was almost a short one. Good job, everyone. It was short, damn it. Amazing.
2: Be proud <laughs> of us. <laughs>
0: and now, now that we've discussed where we would go to eat, I don't think anyone mentioned cheese, but this episode sure has a lot of it.
4: Oh, that's right. You're I forgot your horrible gross. little mouth. It's right. Yeah,
0: Milky River, powdered milk ground. There's a road, trees made of cheese, a wall leading into a town which is made of curds stacked on top of each other as if they were bricks. Like a Velveeta cheesy sauce as a mortar holding them together.
4: Disgusting.
0: Yeah, gross. Uh What's
4: the climate like? Is it cold? It'd have to be. Your house would fall apart.
0: Yeah, it is slightly chilly. Not enough that you would see your breath, but it's like in the 50s Fahrenheit or like what? 12, 13 Celsius.
2: Okay. Okay, okay. That's still above the zone of preservation of food. So like if, it, if it's like over 42 degrees, that means that there's contamination. So that's also another good reason why I am not eating these things.
0: Oh yeah, it's definitely over that.
4: For science? Okay.
2: Yeah, definitely for science, yes. For
4: science. Yeah, I think this is cheese meant for structural integrity, not for a cheese taste. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, so
0: this is still late at night, so it's dark outside, right? Or at least uh, not sunlight. Mm -hmm. But you do hear that there is some music going on in the town. You think that it's R&B music.
3: Uh, Gross,
2: Chris. Oh, God. I I understand
4: why you said you did pun research.
2: If you don't mind going directly to hell.
1: Is it any good? Welcome to today.
2: Also, Brandon, you can follow (laughs) along.
1: That's fair.
0: Go explore the town because I'm railroading this.
2: Okay, yeah. So I go and I immediately find the inhabitant of the town that looks like they may be the mayor or like uh, an official or something like that. Do I see anyone that looks important in this town?
0: Yeah. So let's roll perception and I'll tell you guys what you see as you walk in.
2: Perception.
4: Perception.
1: Okay, negative 2.
4: Perception? Oh, Brandon.
1: I got a 2. Okay. I think Humphrey's scared. I think I revealed in an Instagram video that Humphrey's afraid of milk and dairy. It's like (gasps) dipping cookies. That's Mm -hmm. right. Oh,
2: this is terrifying for you.
1: Yeah, this is like phobia. This is worst nightmare. Mm, That's going to make this even more fun.
2: I rolled a 12 for perception. Okay.
4: Yeah, Cherry is tucked in with all the adults, but she also got an 18. 18. Also 18.
0: Okay. So there's some good enough roles there. Humphrey, you're just going to have to hold someone's hand during this to figure out what the fuck's going on. But fully eyes closed.
3: <laughs> oh. Well, with Edith's perception role, she's going to notice that he's scared mm. and she's going to be taking care of them.
0: Yeah. As you're walking into the town, you can see a big Yulemiss tree in the center of it, right next to a milk fountain. Of course, the fountain is made of cheese. There's also kind of like a caution tape situation going on. There seems to be one person in charge and a couple of other people investigating something that's happened. You can see that the person in charge is female. They are all, of course, made of cheese, all the people.
4: Yes. And you can
0: imagine the like cheese round that big round uh whatever that thing is called of cheese, that's what their head is and then a cheesy body.
4: Are they very top heavy?
0: It, it is very top heavy so it's kind of like a lean and run to walk <laughs> like the like the baby bell cheeses. And they're all kind of dressed as if they sell hot dogs. You know what I mean in that like striped shirt pants. Uh
4: yes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Yeah. But yeah, you can tell that there is one person in charge, and she is the cheesiest and hot dog of the bunch. Is she the Dairy Queen? Okay.
3: Okay. What incarnation did we come across? What is this? This is a fairy realm? It's just a bunch of lactose, and uh, where's the butter? That's all I'm saying. If you're going to have this much dairy, you have to have butter.
1: Yeah, only when it rains. Oh. Oh, is it hot butter? Is it like melted butter? There you go. Yep. Oh my god, that's terrifying. It's butter rain. <laughs> it's also used as
0: like a uh, you know, adhesive. Put it on hot, let it cool. Things will stick together that way.
1: And a lube, if you know what oh. I mean. Yeah. Hey.
0: <laughs> yeah, so there's someone in charge and she'll look, kind of be looking around and say, "Hey, who are you?" Oh no. I hate this. <laughs> I hate
4: this. <laughs>
2: Hello? My name is Florals and Spring, and I am here to tell you that we accidentally happened across your dairy world, and we would like to stay here for just a little bit of time so that our transportation device can cool off so that we can expeditiously leave your world and never come back here ever again. <laughs> Soar.
0: Well, you, you look like you're... Uh... Some strong people could. Could you maybe help us out? We've. Our, our all of our Yulmis presents have been stolen, and our guard was killed, eaten alive. Uh,
2: is
3: it Yulmis? Why y'all have Yulmis presents? Yes, we, this is when we're
0: celebrating Yulmis. Is it not Yulmis for you?
2: Or nor miss was about a month ago. We are now currently getting ready for another holiday once again we come from a different world if you could please send us to the location of the god that was eaten so that we may investigate and i look at everyone else and i say i'm sure that in the name of science everyone would love to figure out who has been assaulting this poor town
0: well that'd be great to have it fixed before sunrise Mm -hmm. our guard was here and he called in on the radio and said that there were mice, mice carrying off all the gifts for Yulmus. And then he started screaming, and then we got here and he was eaten. And it looked, looks like rat, rat, rats bit him alive. You can see it right over here. Uh,
2: well, that's, that's, that, okay. Thank yeah. uh, if you, you've given us a lot of information, but unfortunately we do not know who you are. Oh, I'm sorry. I, my name is Andrea Cuts the Cheese.
4: Okay. Mm. I just want to say that Cherry has been fighting nausea this entire time no offense to this character but chris is doing a very good job playing them very gross gross and i will say cheese isn't good for dogs <laughs> so this is all just very overwhelming she doesn't eat cheese normally she is lactose intolerant but she did get a 20 so she's doing a very good job being polite
2: we see like cherry like bumping her chest trying to like not throw up like <laughs> <laughs>
4: Shallow mouth breaths only. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't recommend any dairy to you, Humphrey. It does cause acne. And I would really hate to see little like ice and fell doodads coming up all over your gingerbread body.
1: Do you know what they do with milk when there are cookers nearby?
3: I don't want to imagine. Andrea cuts the cheese. Can you if we help you with this, can we do some sort of tit-for-tat thing going on here? Will you help us get to the moon something? Moon place?
2: My dear Edith, that is not on this dimension. Uh, we are currently in a different dimension. Sore they would not know about Moon Village.
3: Okay, well then can you help us with maybe our brother, my brother... Do you know anything about magic and reversing curses and killing gods?
0: We can try milk.
3: (laughs) All right, no. I hate this place.
0: Have you tried heavy whipping
3: cream? (laughs) (sighs) I I don't think we're going to get...
4: Do cookies even exist here? That's like milk, maybe, and other stuff.
3: I don't think you put milk in cookies. You put eggs in cookies, right?
1: You put put cookies in milk. What? You dunk cookies in milk, yeah.
3: No, but like, would
4: they know of the tradition of dunking cookies in milk?
1: Oh. Uh, I don't know that they would,
0: considering it's their river and fountain water.
3: Are you asking if cheese eats cookies? <laughs> yes, I'm asking if cheese would know about cookies. That's this what I This world
0: <laughs> is entirely dairy. Everything yeah, is dairy. So... They eat dairy, they consume dairy. The dairy is made in dairy boxes and dairy packages, held in dairy cabinets and dairy houses, made
4: with dairy people. What I'm arguing is, is would these dairy people look at Humphrey and go, yes, they're made of cookie. You put cookie in river.
0: No, they're going to go, why aren't they made of cheese? (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) That's their main point right now is who the fuck are you non-cheese people? But you also look very intimidating and they just had a murder. So there's this cross of like, you don't look small enough to have bitten my person alive. So we can use your help.
3: All right, well, we have nothing better to do. Point us in the direction <laughs> of these uh, dead guys.
0: Yeah, with with the original perception rolls, I'll say that you can see that there is a trail of cheesy bits that leads off out of the town and into a forest nearby.
4: Does anyone have Cheerios?
3: Rats go nuts for Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> no, Edith does not have Cheerios.
2: I do take out my Enchiridion, and I do begin oh. writing everything down that I'm seeing.
4: I take out my bread. We can make a trap. Rats love bread. I'm assuming rats here are like rats everywhere.
0: Yeah, the rats also were not made of cheese.
4: Flesh rats love bread. I know all about flesh rats. They love cheese and (laughs) bread. I think we should make a giant trap and then wait for them at night because they come out when there's quiet because they're prey animals. Cherry lives on a farm. It is not. It is night, okay. Okay.
0: It is. Yeah, Andrea Cuts the Cheese is hoping to have the gifts returned underneath the tree before sunrise. Otherwise, the kids aren't going to get their
4: presents. I need an enormous bucket.
0: You can get a bucket made of cheese?
4: There's no, like, trees that are made out of anything other than... No.
3: A bucket? Who in the world would be carrying around a bucket? (laughs) Listen, I have literally nothing. I have my staff, and I got my pendant. Can either of those things help us? Could you, like, immobilize a rat if they were lured by bread? Uh, yeah. I could immobilize a rat in some way. My
4: vote is we just get this bread warm and then wait for the rat, get the rat, when they come for the warm bread. That's my plan. Please aim 12. I need to know if this is a good plan.
0: (laughs) (gasps) You could also just follow the trail and see, you know, where it ends up. Okay.
4: Okay. She's going to look really excited about this plan, but there's uh, (laughs) not a lot of response. She's going to put her bread away.
3: I mean, I think the bread's a smart idea, but let's just hurry this along and see where they took these darn presents. Let's just go. Okay.
0: Okay. Good. Good luck with those real monsters. I hate
4: you. Yeah, literally. These
1: lines are so cheesy.
0: Hey, you all can follow the trail of former cheese person. It leads to an opening in the forest. If everyone can make me a perception roll now that you're there, I can tell
1: you what you see when you look out. Why does this place have a Yulmus if it's in an alternate universe? Did they have a Cheesus who was hung on the tross? Yes, Stop. they have a Jesus. <laughs> Damn it. I gotta cross <laughs> that joke off now. <laughs>
0: no. Yes, they have a Jesus.
2: So what are we doing right now? A perception,
0: please. You're trying to see what's in the opening in the field now that you've traced the cheese person from the
2: cheese I rolled town. a 19 for perception.
1: Nice. Are we all rolling perception? I
4: it's rolled like, a 21. Like
1: no one listens. <laughs> no, not at
4: all. We're all very drunk, Chris. <laughs> Nine. It's...
0: It, it, it oh, I love this so much.
4: 15.
3: All right
0: then I think the most of you can see this. There is a single dark figure standing in the middle of the field. Those with a high enough roll, I think anything like 17 or older, you can tell that there are two glowing red eyes staring at you, uh, or at least in your direction. Did he say
3: 17 17 or or older? older?
2: And I speak to the glowing red eyes and I say, LR, I'm Florals in Spring. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes.
3: I can't believe we just let that go. Oh,
2: okay. Well, excellent. Uh, we were told that there was a cheese figure that was eaten, digested, and uh, we followed the trail and they came this way. Is is that a part of what you have done today? Yes. Why did you eat the cheese person?
0: Because I like anything with dairy. I like milk. Good, Yummy, yummy milk.
2: Okay. Uh, Arkai, kai do you understand that these beings that you are eating are sentient and are full of emotions? And they feel pain and you killed them?
0: I do not care. I just want all the milk. And all of them are made of milk and cheesy goodness.
2: Do you know that there's a river uh, right around the village that you can go drink all the milk that you wish without killing these sentient cheese beings?
1: Oh,
0: it tastes better when it's fresh.
2: <laughs> oh, so you're just awful.
1: I'm hungry, Is it- is it fresh, though? How old are these cheese people? Oh, it's better when you
0: get them young. Oh, you ate uh, a, a cheese baby? Only on special occasions.
2: I would like to do several backflips away um, from this okay, uh, from this situation. And then I'm okay. going to cock my floral and Prada to shoot right in between those two red eyes. Ooh.
0: Okay, I guess we're starting.
3: Yeah, I was about to say... I'm going to be attacking this person immediately.
0: Okay. I'll, I'll give you guys one surprise attack as opposed to everybody gets one. But after that, we're going to roll initiative. So whichever one of you wants to take the attack, go for it.
3: I mean, cheese babies. Come on. If Edith isn't going to attack, she's just going to ready a spell. Can that happen? Sure. Okay. That's fine with me. As soon as she hears this person say it's better when they're young... She slams her staff on the ground, and a radiant light appears and orbits above her head. Okay.
0: While Cleo is teeing up the surprise attack, the rest of you can roll initiative for me. And while you are doing that, we're going to head into the gay agenda. Welcome to The Gay Agenda, the part in our show where we thank our patrons, talk about our sponsors, or any events we have going on. And of course, we start by thanking our newest Patreon members, so thank you Miguel for being the newest pickle of our eye. We appreciate your generosity so much, and your pickle pack will be out soon! If you want to check out the fun stuff we have on our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. If you're not ready to join us on Patreon, consider leaving us a five-star review on wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Those reviews really help us grow, and it helps us be seen by more people. So, yeah, five-star review if you could. Not four. Five, please. All of them. Thank you. And if you want to chat with the cast or the RGRP community, join our Discord channel. The link is on our website, RollGayRoleplay.com, or you can find it on any of our social media Speaking of pickles, as a pickle Patreon member, you get to name one of the NPCs. And Andrea, our pickle, named Andrea Cuts the Cheese. Thank you for the direction of making it gross and making them groan with disgust. I had so much fun with this episode. Well done.
4: So gross.
0: Now we're going to get back to battle. Cleo, you have the surprise attack.
2: I am going to eat one of the crittles. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, let me find those crittles. I forgot we still had those. (laughs) Me too. I did too. Oh man, those were given to me a while ago. Seth. Yeah, okay. I'm... Okay, so there is a red, an orange, a yellow, a green, a blue, and a purple.
2: What color are the eyes of this being that we're fighting? Red. I eat the red one.
0: Okay, the red one is no longer in the Crittles pack. This one, on a roll of 15 or higher, is now an automatic crit.
2: Okay. Sounds great.
0: So this is for 1d4 rounds. So if you can roll a d4 for me.
2: Of course. Oh, well, shit. That's a 1. Okay.
0: So for the next round, if you roll a 15 or higher, it is an automatic crit. It will do weapon damage times 2 plus 1d6 fire damage.
2: All right. So let me roll Floor and Prada. I rolled an 18.
0: Oh, that is an automatic crit
2: then. Yes. So... I'm going to roll for Zephyr Strike is a 2 plus 7 for my Flora and Prada. So what is what is the crit again? Uh, the
0: crit is, so it's weapon damage times 2 plus 1d6 fire damage.
2: Okay, so weapon damage times 2. So that's 14 plus 2 is 16 and then plus 1d6 fire damage. All right, plus 2 fire damage. Okay. So that's 18 damage. 18. All right. So, uh, yeah, I just go straight for straight for the forehead. And I I have done my backflips and I am now behind everyone else and you see um the wind behind me become very pink and very gay and I say hala and I shoot my beautiful pink arrow at the uh, rat thing. And it takes 18 points of beautiful effervescent damage.
0: Okay. Now that we are in battle, let's everyone roll initiative so we can get an order going.
1: 21. Oh, nice.
3: 17.
4: 14. And that's with advantage. Yikes.
1: And
2: I rolled an eight.
0: Oh, I rolled a fucking one. So. Nice. Great. (laughs) Yep.
3: Did we ever see what this looks like besides the glowing red eyes?
0: Dark figure, it looks more humanoid than it does rat. So I, it's it's not a rat that you're attacking, even though rats are the ones that attack the town.
2: I also look over at the individual, uh, at the rest of my group, and I say, Oi, eat some crittles. That'll really help you in your fight against this entity, entity. Oh, is anyone else taking some crittles?
4: My mom told me not to take candy from strangers.
2: We're not strangers,
1: yeah. Um. Humphrey. <laughs> Humphrey needs the courage, so they'll take a kernel—the purple one. The purple one, okay. Because it matches their eyes.
0: Oh, are you sure about the purple one?
1: Yes. Oh, all well, your limbs fall off. You die.
3: <laughs> Edith will take the green one.
0: You'll take the green one. Okay.
3: I'm not taking one. Okay.
0: So we'll start with Humphrey—the purple one. oof. Goodness. All attack rolls are natural twenties and your weapon damage is times three instead of times two.
2: Oh shit. Get in there, kid. Get in there.
0: Yes. Who approved these? I did. These are these are super powerful and that's why there's only one apiece. However, Edith, <laughs> all of your attack rolls are natural ones.
3: Oh, great. Terrible.
0: And you cannot use your current weapon for the first two rounds. And after that, your attack rolls are a natural one. For how long? Two rounds for you.
3: Okay. So my first round, can I use magic?
0: Yeah, but it's a nat one. All attack rolls are nat one.
3: Okay. All right. I'm sure I have a way around it. It's one round, two rounds.
0: Very good. I figured you would. And yeah, Humphrey, yours will last throughout the fight. The purple one was like the big, bad, awesome one. So well done.
1: Cool. You said all my hits are a nat 20. and All attack rolls. Else? Yeah. All attack rolls are a nat
0: And then your weapon damage is times three when you hit, which oh, you will just... hit every time. Okay. Sweet. So now you know that there are some advantages and disadvantages spread in the candy. You found two good ones and one bad one. You don't know the ratio of good to bad, though. So something to keep in mind with the remaining three.
4: Yep. Cherry is very proud of herself for not falling to peer
3: pressure.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh edith you did taste the pain bro
3: yeah okay i thought it was oh. gonna be lime flavored but that was booger flavor it was gross <laughs> ew uh
1: <laughs> bots every flavors is
0: griddles yes so then we are going to start at the top of the order you have a shadowy humanoid figure out in a field you all have approached and have talked to him and realized that he does eat cheese babies so humphrey you are up first in
2: initiative
1: when you attack, you only get the the additive modifier once if you crit? No.
2: Yes, the plus, whatever, is only once. Okay.
1: So Humphrey is going to see this opportunity mm. and look back at Edith and mouth, I'm sorry, and summon <laughs> their packed weapon. Okay.
3: No. So That's... I'm going
1: to pull up my giant lollipop hammer. Okay. And run up to this creature Using my second wind, because summoning your packed weapon is an action, which sucks. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not second wind, because I gives health. Action surge. I'm going to action surge, and I'm going to swing on this Oof. thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, swing gonna, on it, bitch. Right. i got to, like, jump up and swing and go, hey, say cheese, motherfucker. <laughs> and, well, I don't have to roll, because it's, a, it's yeah, a nat 20. It's a Natural right? 20. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, 2d6 is five six seven eight nine times three and then plus five is that what we're saying
0: yeah so 32 damage total sure wow okay
1: yeah solid oh, hang on a second because i've been playing this wrong apparently um i get two attacks per action with my pact weapon oh according to D and D beyond
4: nice
1: yeah okay so I'm going to continue that kind of momentum of the hammer and spin around and whack him again for a, a nat 20.
0: Yeah, that hits. It does hit. Another three times
1: the damage, please. Exact same roll. So
0: 32. Damn. So this is now a bloodied creature after that. That's that. Woof. I don't know if he's going to get a turn now. Yeah. Is that all you can do, Humphrey? Holy shit, that critter came in handy. Yeah, that's it. Wow. All right, then, Edith, you're next up.
3: Okay. Edith says, can you hear the bales? The bales of your destruction. What? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Evil must be destroyed at all costs. And the sound of a dolorous bell fills the air around this creature for one moment. And they need to succeed on a wisdom saving throw.
0: Okay. Saving throw is plus seven. Oh, but I rolled a two, so nine.
3: (laughs) That fails. Yeah. They take one D12 necrotic damage. Okay. Sorry, I have to find a D12. What's that even look like? I haven't used a D12 in so long. Six damage. Six necrotic damage. Okay.
0: When that lands, you see it did not do as much damage as you thought it would.
2: Oh, so this is, we're dealing with something that is of necrotic or that field.
3: Okay, then hold on. Then she says, I'm gonna pray for you with my thoughts. And she holds out her necklace and whispers to her god, I'm using channel divinity. You need to make a wisdom saving throw.
0: Okay. Okay. So plus seven is my wisdom saving throw modifier, and I cannot roll above a five, evidently. So 12. I'm getting a real die. That's stupid.
3: Let's see. Channel divinity, turn destroy undead. I'm centering them. Okay. And if they fail the saving throw, the creature is instantly destroyed. If it's CR, is a certain level, depending on my current level, which their CR needs to be one or lower.
0: The challenge rating? No, it is it is higher than that. Okay. Does
2: it take any damage
0: then?
3: Or it is turned for one minute or until it takes damage. Into what? It moves as far as possible away.
0: Interesting. Okay.
3: I'm going to pull this up because that was my own written stuff. Okay. That's fair. Turn undead, 5e. I'm so confused by this ability.
0: As in if the creature that you're fighting is undead, they are paralyzed?
3: Yes. If they are undead, they are paralyzed.
0: For how long? A minute?
3: Fuck. I'm trying to pull up information on it, and it's really hard to find specifics.
0: There, There is a distinct issue with some consequences of an action that are not clear enough for me to understand. Yeah. With the way D&D is written. And that's why I make up most of my shit.
3: Okay. So... Turning Undead consists of the following checks. This determines the max number of hit dice a monster can have. Oh my gosh. Turning check? What does that even mean? I don't know what a turning check is. The monster cowers in place for a period of time. It is not in a helpless state. Once the timer expires, the monster will resume attacking. So, let's just say, until I can do more, Reddit. I have the answer. Oh yes, please, Katie no Uh, i want to hear
1: what tisha wants (laughs) fake it
4: your turning check is a charisma check so is
0: that to like turn my turn the enemy undead
4: i think it's to un-unturn them dead yeah
3: oh so
1: it's a charisma roll against her spell
3: save
4: um is roll a turning check to see how powerful an undead creature you can turn this is a charisma check 1d20 plus your charisma modifier
3: but mine says it's a wisdom modifier I wrote it down when I was reading how to create my character. As an action, you present your holy symbol, say a prayer. It could be different because... They must make a wisdom saving throw.
4: Because of the class that you have or something.
3: Oh, yeah. This is a cleric. Shit. Oh, my God. I'm an idiot because I have a homebrew. (laughs) I'm just a fucking idiot.
0: So this is basically you've paralyzed my character for... A minute or until they take more damage, and then I'm guessing I get another saving throw? Yes. Is it undead? Yes, my character is undead. Okay.
3: Okay. Okay. Here's what mine is. As an action, you present your holy symbol to release a 10-foot aura centered on you that fuels you and your companions for one minute. Each time you and all friendly creatures that start their turn in your aura can use a bonus action to take the dash action. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. He's just telling he can't move right now. We'll say
0: he is. All right. Can move? I like that. No, cannot move. I like attack because then I've got uh, Humphrey right next to me, actually. No, wait. Yep, cannot move. That's what I heard. Fair. Um, Anything else you want to do, though? No, that's it. Cool. Then I am going to take one of my legendary actions now that Humphrey is next to me. And I'm going to try and bite his gingerbread side, specifically. Careful, it tastes like flesh. (laughs) Uh, 10 plus 9, 19 to hit yeah that hits okay it's going to be 1d6 piercing damage plus 4 plus 3d6 necrotic damage let's roll that gross so then you take 8 piercing damage and then 8 necrotic damage so 16 total cool and you see some of your opponent's wounds heal a little bit Mm. oh bitch okay Yeah. Okay, that was my action. And then Cherry, you
2: are now up.
4: Oh, Cherry is so mad. So she is going to rage. Slice and dice. (laughs) or You know what I mean? (laughs) So first off, she's going to ready a reaction. So if this rat attacks me within a 10-foot range, I'm guessing they're that close to me. it hits me with an attack roll, I can use my reaction to swipe my tail and roll a D8, applying that bonus to my AC, potentially causing that attack to miss me. So I'm getting that ready. My tail is out. Okay. And I am biting. Bite for bite? Bite for bite. Okay. Form of the beast. 14.
0: 14 does not hit. Wait, Ooh. one second.
4: I just want to double check something. I always get this messed up. I think when I rage, plus three melee damage. Strength weapons. But that's the damage.
0: That's the damage, not the, yeah.
4: Okay, perfect. And I get two attacks fraction. action. So I'm going to swipe with my claws. Okay. 24.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, that does hit.
4: So that's 10 damage.
0: Okay. He was looking better.
4: And the wolf is also going to shake out bread near Humphrey. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. have been holding it warm against their hot wolf body. They're trying to see if the hot, warm bread will distract them from the bread that is Humphrey.
1: Are you a flesh mouse? Flesh mouse? (laughs)
4: Uh,
0: Unfortunately, he's not a flesh mouse. But, I mean, the smell of baked goods is definitely something different from the cheesy atmosphere that's happening here.
4: Okay. Damn it.
0: Oh, man, the smell of this place has to be awful. Is there anything else you can do, though, Cherry?
4: I don't think so.
0: Okay. Well, Florals, you are back up to attack. And you're the only one actually kind of away from it, I guess, aside from Edith. I don't think Edith walked up yet.
2: Yeah, so I'm just going to do another Zephyr strike against this entity, this being. Does a 15 hit? No. Cool. So I just shoot, um, and nothing happens, and I'm going to shoot again. Does a 21 hit?
0: Yes, a 21 does hit.
2: Cool. So that's 11 points of damage, and then I'm going to add in my Dreadful Strikes. Okay. Plus one, so 12 points of Psychic Damage. Okay. Okay, and that's all I'm going to adore. Okay.
0: Before I do my legendary action, I just want to congratulate you all on the very first round. You, in total, have done 99 points of damage.
3: Wow.
1: Oh, so close.
3: Yes.
0: It's, it's still very impressive. So before my, who I almost said what it was. Before my uh, enemy takes its turn, it's going to make an unarmed strike on Humphrey again because I feel like hyper-focusing right now. And that's a plus nine to hit. So 21 to hit. Yeah. Cool. Yikes. Not a lot of damage. It's 1d8 plus four. So 12 damage to Humphrey. Doing fine. We're and doing great. Cool. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to take its actual actions. And the. Oh, fuck. That was a layer action. That was, yeah, exactly. Shit. The enemy is going to whistle. Uh oh. And as it does, you can hear small little footprints scurrying across the field. And it's six swarms of rats coming towards you.
4: I want those rats to be influenced by that bread, Chris.
1: And I
4: think some of those rats will be distracted by that bread unless they are under deep control.
1: I think my cloud of pigeons are also distracted by the bread. Oh, the
0: fucking pigeons. I forgot the pigeons existed. Uh, Okay. I I will agree that the rats will be distracted by bread. Um, So that means that they're going to be focusing on the thing closest to it, which means you and the bread. She said throwing it around Humphrey. Well, then it's going to be surrounding you, your bread friend.
4: I was trying to uh, stop them from eating him. Uh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) By surrounding him with tasty goodness? (laughs) The wolf is horrified. (laughs) It's like putting logs around him and then just like putting gasoline near him and be like, hope he doesn't light on
1: fire. This will distract the fire away.
4: (laughs) Cherry's spiny little tail is tucked underneath herself. (laughs) Bad duck. She still has no bread for grandma.
0: Oh, man. So, yeah, now you have six swarms of rats. They all have their own actions. They all do their own thing, and they are commanded by our whistling friend. Let me just make sure that's the only thing he can do.
1: Yikes. Do they get their own initiative, or are they Yes, together? they do,
0: and I rolled it, and I think three of them were 20s. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, 2017, 20, 2013, 20, 10, 9. Oh, they're all individual. Yeah, each swarm is an individual initiative. So you went from one enemy to seven very quickly.
4: Gross.
1: Have fun keeping track of that.
0: Yeah, I'm rewriting the initiative as we speak. (laughs) Okay. That is, unfortunately, all it can do. The creatures called do not arrive, though, until 1d4 rounds. So let's see how many rounds it arrives in. Four.
1: (laughs)
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I got a four. Nice. Oh. Well... So sorry. That sounded like a great idea until I rolled a four.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: (gasps) Humphrey, you're up, Mr. (laughs) Crit Everything.
1: Um, Humphrey goes, no, I'm just going to hit him. Okay, I'm going to swing my hammer. Well, I was going to use a magic spell, then I'm like, I crit, so why would I not just hit him as many times as possible?
0: Yeah, for sure. If you do what you did last time, you're going to end this right now. Uh, eight times three plus five? Eight times three plus five is 29. Uh, So it is still alive.
1: That's my first hit.
0: Oh, goodness. Mm
1: -hmm. And then I whirl around tornado style, (laughs) hit him with another fucking... And that's 30 plus 35 total for that one.
0: When you come around with the final swing, as soon as you swing through it, it transforms into a cloud of mist. You can see the mist begin to float away very quickly basically retreated at this point. Okay. And there's no longer a scurrying of small Shit. rodents coming towards you. So that was a very successful battle. Thanks to some crittles.
2: Woo! Um, it's no, but it's a cloud of mist. Is this a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a vampire. No. Um, vampires don't automatically die. So like it's a cloud of mist. Don't we have to like kill its coffin or something?
1: Would florals know that?
4: Yes. No. Ooh, good point.
2: Are there vampires in the fairy world? Because if there are, then I can roll for it. Roll history for me. History. 18 plus 1 is 19.
0: Uh, Yeah, then I'll just tell you what actually happens then. So when a vampire reaches zero hit points, it turns into a mist, and it cannot turn back into a vampire form unless it reaches its resting place within the next two hours. And once it reaches its resting place, it can revert back to its vampire form, but it cannot move for a solid hour but you're right in order to kill a vampire you need to drive a wooden object into its heart while it is incapacitated in its resting place
2: fellas we are not done here we need to go and find this entity's uh resting place follow that misty cloud and once we get there i will drive one of my arrows through its heart and we will be done and rid of this entity
3: I say let's just send him back from the hell he's from. She wants to cast banishment on the mist.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got the same roles as the mist.
1: Oh, my God. If you keep him away from his body for two hours.
0: Yep. If you were to banish him, that's going to be game over for it no matter what.
3: Yeah, I want to send him. Is he native to the plane of existence we're on? I assume not because this is a cheese world. Correct. It will send him back to his plane of existence wherever he's from. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that would
0: definitely keep him away from his lair here. So is there any saving throw I have to make for banishment? Charisma. All right. He has a plus nine for charisma. So we shall see 13.
3: No, my spell save is 17. Excellent.
0: Then as the mist tries to run away, you see it poof out of existence when you cast banishment. With Floral's knowledge, you know, as long as you keep it away from its resting place for a couple hours, it's going to cease to exist. But you can also tell that with the direction it was going, it's probably the likely place of its resting area. And since you haven't found the gifts that were stolen yet, it might be a good idea to go check that out.
2: Yeah, so I'm still going.
4: Cherry's going to scratch herself to stay in her rage, just in case. <laughs> she has to get, like, attacked or angry Humphrey's or
1: kicking you in the shin.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: the the common theme of this is Humphrey kicking her, which I love.
3: Just a little. Edith is going to just stand there because she's going to be like, I have to keep concentration for at least one minute or else he'll come back.
0: All right, then three of you can make your way to the vampire resting place. I'm not going to make you roll for it because it was pretty obvious what direction it was going. Uh, There are a bunch of gifts there. There's rat hair on some of the tape and wrapping paper, which, of course, is made of cheese. Were they flesh rats? Oh, they were flesh rats, though. Yes, this vampire brought some flesh rats with him from his world, and that was his uh, his little control pets. But now they're not under his control, so they're just rats in the world.
1: Now there's just a fucking rat infestation. Right. Maybe we shouldn't oh, yeah, have I, killed the like, vampire.
2: I burn these. I'm killing these rats.
4: No, I want to scoop one or two up. <sighs> okay, sorry. I have a pet that has. I have a fr- I have a pet that has rats. I have a friend that has rats, Famous and they're really. Rats. They're really cute, actually. <laughs> yeah, famous rats also.
0: I mean, at this point, I've given Brandon a bunch of fucking pigeons. If you want some rats, have fun.
4: <sighs> yeah, I mean. My sister
3: Katie has rats. There's,
4: they love you so much. <sighs> they love you so much while they're here. Yeah. Uh, I want to pick up uh, at least three because they need to be all of the same gender.
1: Ah, okay.
0: I'll give you three. That's fine.
1: Also, does the vampire have any sort of, like, rat carriers or some sort of, like, system of tunnels throughout their, like, a plastic?
0: Oh, yeah. The entirety of the inside is, like, a big tunneling system. Well, food <laughs> traps, a wheel in there. Observation deck.
4: Observation deck?
0: Yeah. Oh, I used to have a ton of rodents, and I gave them all the little tubes and shit to, like, climb up. And one of them was called an observation deck, and it's supposed to, like, extend out the top of the... Oh, they love that. Yeah, it was really the escape route is what it should have been called because that's how they always escaped.
4: <laughs> the rat's themes are hickory dickory and Doc.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, let's Very explore. Very on theme. Thank you. So, yeah, you have all these gifts that you're going to be bringing back, but the three of you that walked into the cave and saw the presents, can you guys make a perception check for me? I want to see who's going to notice this.
2: I rolled a 12.
4: <laughs> I rolled a 10. I'm enthralled with my rats.
0: I got a 2. I'm terrified of all the milk. That's fair. Oh, yeah. As you're loading the gifts up to bring it back to the town, Cleo, you notice that one of the gifts says Edith on it.
2: Ooh. Or nor. Uh, I pick it up immediately. I place it with the rest of the gifts, like, right on top so that I can easily see it.
0: Nice. And as you've brought that up to the rest of them, you guys are noticing that each one of you has a gift in this stack. It's as if Kringle knew you were coming here for Yulness.
4: Ooh.
2: Kringle's omnipotent
0: ass. No. So now you've got gifts to bring back to the town. If you, We'll just say that you can load them back up and carry it back to the town. Meet up with Edith. And we can say the full minute has passed. So your concentration no longer needs to stand. The vampire is gone forever.
3: All right. Well, butter my butt and call me a savior of this realm. <laughs> and she takes a drink out of her coffee cup that says realm's best savior. Yes.
0: I hate, I hate you. You can uh, make your way back to the town where Andrea cuts the cheese is there waiting, and she sees you with all the gifts coming and says, oh, pff, thank you so much for pff, doing it just in time. The kids are going to be up soon for Yulemeth celebrations. I
1: hate those. Just
2: spinning those all over um, this microphone. Um, yeah, I say, uh, 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 excellent. Uh, do you happen to know if there's anyone in your village named Florals in Spring? Oh, no, no one here by that name. Oh, so that must be mine. What about Humphrey, Cherry Chapar, or Edith Windsor? After? Nope, none of those names either. Great. That's fantastic. Um, so then I pull these gifts um off of the thing, off of the whatever we're using to transport it, and I give each of them their gift. Oh,
0: it's like you'll miss for everyone. Great. Oh. You can all open your gifts, and these are gifts that have been sent to me by I don't know who, because I didn't write it down, and they basically messaged me and then like deleted their uh, profile from our Discord. So I don't know who this is, but if you, I'm, I'm sure you're still listening. I'm using your stuff now.
4: <gasps> Cinderella <laughs> listener. I,
0: yeah, I totally, I meant to write it down, and I was like, oh, I'll just come back to their username when I get to it, and it just says deleted user. So hey, deleted user, thanks for these items. Um, So this first one is going to be for Cherry. I'm assuming since Sherry our only rage person. Right. So I'm going to post these all in the recording chat, but this is called the placator and it is a type of great ax. I'll let you look at that. Who is our ranger, Jonathan? Hi there. Okay. You have the rainbow wing. Oh, and this is a magic feather. Ooh. All right. Uh, <laughs> Who is our cleric? Edith. I should know this, right? No idea. You should. All right, Edith, this one.
3: I just did channel divinity. Who the fuck else is the cleric?
0: Literally don't know. So the hymn of compassion is for you, Edith. And then that leaves Humphrey, our warlock. You're going to get the forbidden jewel of infinite mundane knowledge. Great. Great. And I will let you all see your items, digest them, and I'll let you introduce them. I think these are all really, really cool actually.
4: Yeah, it sounds really fun.
0: Yeah, I couldn't when th- these were sent to me, I think before we even actually started the campaign, and they were just too powerful for you for then. But now mm-hmm. I think is a good time. We're kind of halfway through the season. This is a great time to introduce a gift. Plus you guys did just save this town from, you know, ruining from their ruined jewel mist, So, you guys deserve something yeah. for that. And a level up.
4: A rat vampire. And a level up. Ooh, and, let us level up and get our yes. weapons ready.
0: And a level up. As I said, if you uh, complete a battle in this season, you guys get to level up. So, yes, you'll be able to level up in the next episode. But for now, accept your gifts and uh, maybe explain what they do. We can go down the same order as you received them. So, uh, Cherry, we'll start with you. What is the placator?
4: I am guessing that this skull, uh, that this axe... Is very big compared to Terry in her current little girl form, um, but just the right size when she is a giant wolf. Ah. It is a plus one great axe. The eye of this great axe is adorned with a skull. The skull glows red when the user uh, is enraged, and the skull dims with every attack, seemingly satiated by the ultra violence of the wielder. While raging, this great axe is plus two. The user also gains a plus one dodge AC for the duration of the rage. While raging, the user gains plus five temporary HP. Nice for the duration of the rage. And that can happen three times per long rest. That is awesome. That's going to be so fun to use. Kitty always gets the cool stuff. Very cool. Because this would also be a melee attack, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Totally. Really.
2: All right. I'll go next. Uh, I have the Rainbow Wing. The stories of this ornate rainbow feather state that it fell from the heavens as a gargantuan legendary bird flew overhead. The feather is cool to the touch, letting off a soothing aura that wards against moderately hot days. This feather can be easily attached to any piece of equipment. It grants a plus one attack bonus to ranged weapons or a plus two to any weapon against favorite enemies. It raises my wisdom score above two and... If I, if I have a wisdom score of 20 already, it would raise my wisdom score to 22.
0: Ooh.
4: Nice.
0: Right. The wisest in I the land.
4: It. The wisest in the <laughs> land. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. How about you, Edith?
3: Edith has the Hymn of Compassion. This amulet has a faint glow that can only be seen in total darkness. There is a quiet hum barely audible, heard only by who listens. While the melody is unrecognizable, it fills the listener with a feeling of nostalgic comfort. The amulet is rumored to grant good dreams in Restful Nights. As a bonus action, the cleric can transfer any amount of their current HP to an ally within 60 feet, can only be used once per long rest, And it grants the ability Cure Wounds one charge per spell level up to third level. Three charges per total, per long rest. An evil alignment cleric corrupts this amulet. It changes the use of it. So if I become evil, I can transfer 25 HP from an ally or enemy within 60 feet to myself. (sighs) Wow. And... I get the inflict wounds instead of cure wounds.
2: Oh, inflict wounds is nasty.
1: Have you ever considered a career change?
3: And evil clerics will be healed by necrotic damage as long as they have the amulet on. Are you evil? But I am not evil. So.
1: (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Right. (laughs)
3: Maybe. Who knows?
2: Come on, Eve.
1: (laughs) I have the forbidden jewel of infinite mundane knowledge, which is a... A jewel that when looked into deeply, I can see infinite instances involving nothing of interest. The jewel is as hard as a diamond, but somehow easy to chew, which I assume Humphrey found out immediately. (laughs) The warlock who consumes the jewel gains two additional cantrips for the warlock class, which is great because mama don't got no spell slots.
0: Oh, well, yeah, you're right. Humphrey would just put something in his mouth right away.
1: For sure. He saw a thing about, like, chewing gold to see if it was authentic, and he just assumes that's how everything
2: works. So your teeth are Uh, fucked.
1: Yeah, they're made out of gingerbread bud.
2: (laughs) Not bud. (laughs) I hate it. I feel so mask for mask. Come
0: on, bro. Uh, So, yeah, if you are the deleted user, thank you so much for these. I'm glad I got to put them to use, and I'm glad they were
2: well-received. Yes.
4: I love the name The Placator.
0: It is pretty badass, yeah.
4: Okay, I'm solving your argument.
1: <laughs> I like how we all got great items and then Humphrey just immediately eats theirs.
0: <laughs> we'll see what cantrips you choose on the next episode, along with the level up that you guys have. So level up before the next episode. Are, uh, so we'll start with uh, the ch- any changes that have been made from the level up as well. Your hour in the dairy world is up you can return back to anamique's magic boutique whenever you want andrea cuts the cheese of course well thank you for all of your help it was so good so thank you for that and thank you for joining us for this week on Gate roleplay we will find out we will find out about the level ups and we will get you guys to actual fairy world next time you guys are finally going to get there this time this time no more detours i promise
2: we'll see Mm. we'll see
0: yeah, join us next time. I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade or on Twitter as
1: Chris the DM. I'm Brandon. You can find me at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay on TikTok.
4: Hi, my name is Katie, and you can find me on thesaurus.com looking at more words <laughs> that rhyme with dairy.
1: Uh, hey, I'm
2: the baddest bitch, Megan the Stallion. And you can find me on Instagram at Eugene underscore J90 and on TikTok. As groundbreaking thirty-three.
1: Hope you had a good time. Don't be a stranger. (laughs) Bye. So
2: goodbye. (laughs)
0: RGRP, LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.